2nd, 2021. My name is Kellen Conley and this is Hyphen Nation. Barack Obama approved world's greatest podcast. How's everybody doing today? How is everybody doing? It's a cold day here in Morgantown. And if I'm going to say that, then I need to go ahead and get to what the people want, which is, oh, it's not even there. There it is, which is the Morgantown weather report. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. So 38 degrees right now. It was like 60 on Sunday. It was beautiful. Now it's 38. It, it feels way colder than that. It was way colder uh, this morning, I feel like. Tomorrow, highs around 56, so going back up. Nice. Going to be sunny. Looking forward to that. And then, looking at the 10-day, uh, still got some temperatures in the lower 40s for uh, Thursday and Friday and Saturday and Sunday. <laughs> but then on Monday, we hit 58. Then 63 and then 65. And then some showers on March 11th. So there's your uh, weather report, if that's what you're here for. Appreciate you being here. Uh, and I'll catch you the next time. Now for all of those, all of those. Now for all of you who are still here. This episode is sponsored by Clear American Pineapple Orange. Sponsor me. Do it. You won't regret it. Hopefully. Hopefully you don't regret it. So, I'm doing good, man. Another another week. Another week is done. <laughs> it's Tuesday. Another day is done. I'm home from work. And uh, my wife graciously said that I could stay home this evening to podcast versus coming to... um take Aaliyah to Girl Scouts this evening, which is at six o'clock. And she said that she would do it. And I'm, I double checked with her. I was like, are you sure? Don't me come. I can podcast later. And she's like, no, go ahead. Go and podcast. I'm like, this isn't that important. No offense guys, but I can come do that. And then we'll figure out the podcast either later tonight, or I can do it next week and just miss this week. Cause if it don't come out on Tuesday, it's not coming out at all. That's the new catchphrase. <laughs> Although, if this comes out at like 12.02 on Wednesday, that's fine. That's fine by me. She said, stay. So here I am, doing my due dilly, bringing you the Barack Obama approved World's Greatest Podcast. I want to address something though. Excuse me. I want to address something. So I don't know how many of y'all listen to a show that you should be listening to called We Should Do This Again Sometime with Cat and Mark. They had a special episode the uh, other day and it featured somebody, somebody who's also made appearances on other hyphen podcast group pods going by the name of uh, former President Barack Obama. Well, I want to let you know that that is not my Barack Obama. That is Barry Obama. That is... Barack's evil twin. He's running around telling people not to use protection when they have sex. It's a bad idea. He's also a war criminal. <laughs> just like the, the just like the real former president. But that is not the same Barack Obama who I says who I says, yes, approves this podcast, the world's greatest podcast. 
In my eyes, that's Barry Obama. So if you hear Barry Obama on any of the hyphen podcast group podcast, that is not my guy. None whatsoever. Okay. No, that's not my guy. Mm -mm. We don't, we don't play that. I'm, I'm looking at my monitor right now. We don't play that. So only the real former president of the United States that followed me on Twitter, the whole reason that he approved my podcast just by clicking that follow button on my name. He is the real person behind the podcast. So just so we don't get misconstrued, because Barry's out there saying some wild stuff, boy. Some wild stuff. Let me tell you. But I don't need to tell you. You already know. You already know, because uh, I know that y'all listen to every hyphen podcast, group podcast, just like you should. So we good. We good. No worries at all. So we going to get right to the business. <laughs> to the business, ladies and gentlemen. And when I say business, I mean it. And I mean it in the best way possible because last night on Monday Night Raw, after he helped the Miz cash in at Elimination Chamber on Drew McIntyre, and this is going to be a wrestling pod. So if you ain't into wrestling pods, keep listening and then give me five stars on Apple Podcasts and then you can leave a comment about how you're not a fan of wrestling pods and I'll read it on the show anyway and I know I have a whole other podcast that's dedicated specifically to wrestling but here's the thing uh Eric uh, Handsome Bane and I are a week ahead so we got Savannah Summers this weekend and she just won uh, a championship belt down in Australia which is crazy so we have a reigning defending champion professional wrestler who's going to be a guest on the pod this weekend coming out this Saturday. I know I talk about wrestling there, but we're a week ahead. So Savannah's coming out this weekend. We're supposed to record with K rock of it's like a podcast or whatever fame this Friday for next week's episode. So even if we talk about Lashley Friday, it'll be next Saturday before you hear it. So I'm making it my duty, my duty to make sure that I'm giving you, you, you the people. That's right. What y'all want. So lastly on my night raw, after he helped the Miz cash in his money in the bank briefcase on Drew McIntyre at Elimination Chamber less than a week ago. Oh, it's been almost two weeks. So that Sunday will be two weeks. Lashley. Oh, I'm sorry. Bobby Lashley is your WWE World Heavyweight Champion. That's right. We got our third black champion. Let's 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 clap it up for Bobby. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. And I've come to my senses. I, I now recognize The Rock was the first black WWE champion, but also Kofi was the first one that looks like me because I don't look like a god, G-A-W-D, like The Rock. And I don't look like a god like Bobby Lashley. Hell, I don't even look as good as Kofi Kingston. But the thing is, skin complexion, Kofi looks like me, and now... Bobby Lashley of the Hurt Business is the WWE World Heavyweight Champion. Yes, indeed. And I slept through the whole thing. Uh, <laughs> so, so what happened was, I was watching Raw. I was laying there, and Angel had fallen asleep. I'm watching Raw. I'm like, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling great. 
they had postponed the, the match with Miz and Lashley earlier tonight because Miz had stomach troubles. And then from what I saw later, Miz came out again and took off running from the ring because he didn't want to face Lashley. I don't know how he got down there, but somehow he ended up in a match with Lashley. There was lumberjacks around the ring. Lashley handled his business and won the WWE, WWE Championship. That's right. Hell yeah. Go Black Man Go. Two days after Black, one day after Black History Month ended, made some more Black History. Amazing. So I'm say excited for that. And let I I like the I like Bobby Lashley, man. Like when I first got back into wrestling in 2007, like Lashley was one of the bigger faces. He he had a match at WrestleMania 23, the WrestleMania that brought me back in. He was part of a match with a guy that you may know called Stone Cold Steve Austin as a special referee and another gentleman, rest in peace, named Umaga and another guy that you may know called Vincent Kennedy McMahon, uh, Mr. McMahon, and then some guy named Donald. And he may have been on Team Donald. But all that aside, all that aside, the thing is that Bobby Lashley was this beast. He, I mean, he was ripped, he was cut, he uh, got the bald head, black trunks. I mean, he just looked like a badass. Only thing wrong with Bobby back then, and Bobby, I'm sorry, but Bobby, Bobby talks like this. Bobby, Bobby's very soft-spoken, you know? And, like, the voice don't match the, bo the, the Bobby. The voice don't match the Bobby, which is fine. What makes me want to get close to someone and snuggle? Fear. Salutations, I'm Melisette. And on a frightful fret with Melisette, I read classic horror stories combining audiobooks and audio drama into a podcast. Come away with me into the darkness and let me make your ears tingle with a sensation of terror. A frightful fret with Melisette. Available everywhere podcasts are and find us at ourfrightfulfret.net. Don't forget. And despite all that, Lashley had a decent run. He had a couple, I think he, he was like ACW champion back then. And uh, he might have been United States champion. I don't know if he had an IC title run. I'm not going to look back then. But he was a, a, a Matt Carter, you know. He had his little moment at WrestleMania 23. And then I think he had some injuries. I think they were positioning him to maybe be a champion of a WWE champion or a world heavyweight champion and just didn't work out. And then I believe he had some injuries, maybe a policy violation that could be wrong. Don't quote me, but then Bobby Lashley went away. And so Bobby, uh, he was done with wrestling for like, I'm not wrestling, not wrestling. He got into MMA. He was on, I want to say strike force, maybe, um, whichever one at TNT, um, used to air before they got AEW. He was doing that. But he actually was in uh, Impact. He was at TNA. And one of the people that he was, uh, who worked with at TNA, just happened to be MVP. MVP of the same WWE, who also left for various reasons. And then, like many wrestlers at the time, if you wanted to be in a national market in the United States, if it won WWE, it was going to be TNA. And him and 305... 305, sorry. <laughs> MVP had a really uh, nice run, I believe. Bobby was a multiple-time TNA world champion there. 
And they were doing, they were just this unstoppable team. And I really enjoyed their work there. But eventually Bobby's contract ran out and he was still doing MMA. And then a few years ago, he re-signed with WWE. So the whole thing was, oh, well, we got Bobby Lashley over here. Let's go ahead and put Brock Lesnar over here. And then we're going to have them fight, essentially. That was what everybody thought should happen. Brock's the beast incarnate. Bobby looks like a beast. Why not? Bobby had a great beast type run in the in TNA and other indies he wrestled at. Why not put those two opposing forces against each other? And I think they had a couple scuffles, but never really happened. Never really happened for your guy Bobby. Um, and so with Brock not being around that much, and especially with Brock being gone, literally since. Uh, WrestleMania 36 last year, Bobby um, just kind of floundered. You know, he won a, a, a he was the United States champion prior to winning the WWE championship last night. And I was watching Elimination Chamber, and I texted my one of my wrestling group, group chats. And I'm like, Yo, Bobby's about to lose this just because of Black History Month. Because we all know. Vince does not do well with black wrestlers. He, he just, it's just not in his DNA to, to do, do right by them. So sure enough, uh, Riddle, uh, won the United States championship off of Bobby, which is fine, I guess, whatever, who cares? Uh, and then Bobby ended up showing up uh, for the Miz later that night and then helping Miz beat Drew McIntyre. In between all that, though, like, he had this weird thing with Lana, like, when Rusev was still in the company, where him and Lana got married, and it was a really bad storyline that went on way too long, a lot of mid-card stuff, but, you know, after he returned with pretty, with a decent amount of fanfare, there wasn't much left for Bobby Lashley after that, you know, it was just like, hey, I'm still getting a check, and tell your boy, MVP showed back up at the Royal Rumble. And I don't remember if it was last year's Royal Rumble, 2020 or 2019, but MVP came back, and I think it was 2020, and MVP stuck around. And I don't know if you remember, we mentioned this on Rascast not too long ago, Shad, Gaspar, RIP, and MVP were watching WrestleMania 35 the night that Kofi won the WWE Championship in a bar just randomly. And watching those two guys see someone that, again, looked like them win the WWE Championship was uh, a big deal to them. They, they both were emotional, and they held each other, and it was a big deal. It was a real big deal, as it should be, as it should have been to everybody who had any common sense to realize how many black WWE champions there had been up to that point. One. One before Kofi won. And I said WWE Championship, not World Heavyweight, because we know that Mark Henry and Booker T both carried those. Stop it. We're not going, we're not rehashing, okay? And then I just saw the promo for the first time, uh, probably, I don't even know if I'd seen it originally, but three, I keep wanting to call him 305 because his name's 305 MVP on Instagram, and that's what I'm used to seeing. MVP pulled Bobby aside at one point last year. And I want to say it was after COVID hit because it was like one of those 
performance center segments and he's like hey man like uh when when uh i left wwe well i was here wwe before you were you were uh on your way up and then you left and i left and then i come back wwe and you're back and you're in the same spot you ain't doing shit is kind of what he told bobby and it wasn't no beef or nothing it was just like straight facts and it, it was a bug that he put in bobby's ear and good for wwe creative to put to run with that idea let me tell you that two of the best ideas that wwe has had in the last 10 years and this is just in the company period i feel like it's um i feel like they're both big deals was one the idea to put kofi kingston xavier woods and Big E together to form what we thought was going to be a new nation domination and turn out not to be which thank god for the new day they let the New Day be the New Day, and they've continued to let the New Day be the New Day all the way through all the multiple tag team championships and Kofi's championship run and Big E's current solo run. They've continued to let New Day, New Day. And then seeing them put together Cedric Alexander and Sheldon Benjamin and Bobby Lashley and MVP as the Hurt Business and letting them, despite them being in wonky storylines and here and there letting her business do what they do they've not only built a solid stable between the four of them they've put the championship belts the tag championships on benjamin and uh alexander alexander was floundering floundering prior to getting with the Hurt Business, even though he fought them for weeks. I don't want to be in the Hurt Business. And he's like, oh, you know what? I do want to be in the Hurt Business. And that's not how he talks. That's just me exaggerating. Then he joined up and then he won Tag Team Gold. Uh, he might have been a Cruiserweight champion. I want to say he's a Cruiserweight champion um, prior, but the Cruiserweight belt quickly lost his luster <laughs> uh, as fast as they changed the ropes in between the matches to be purple for the Cruiserweights. If anybody remembers that. But now they've added the WWE Championship. Lashley submitted Miz last night. And I woke up and there is another black WWE Champion. So my my IG feed, if you want to follow me, it's the B hyphen on Instagram, is currently filled with several pictures of Bobby winning, holding the belt up. There's some awesome work by uh, Nolium or Nolan Nolanium. However you say his name, his name is Nolan I U M. He's done. I've used used his artwork for some uh, episode covers in the past. Does great work. He he drew an awesome picture of Bobby with the belt. So I'm celebrating right now because anytime I see a black wrestler win the company's Big belt. It's awesome. It's just simply awesome. Um, hell, I celebrate anytime a wrestler wins a belt that's not a tag team championship. To be completely honest, um, it depends on Intercontinental in the United States. It depends on what's happening. Like when Big E won the Intercontinental belt, I was all about that because I love Big E. But I, I know, like, let's say Sheldon Benjamin, prior to her business, won the belt. <laughs> chances aren't so high that uh, I would be posting that. But 
I don't know where we go from here. I don't really care. I mean, Miz literally had the belt for a week and a day. <laughs> That's how long his reign was as WWE champion the second time. And I do want to say I, I, I feel bad for Miz, but I don't feel bad for Miz. And I also respect Miz. Because when Miz cashed in the money in the bank again and beat McIntyre and got the belt, I was also posting Miz holding the belt a lot because I have always been a Miz fan. I've been a Miz fan since 2011, at least. His original run with the belt. Uh, he actually sold me in a, I believe it was a Raw or SmackDown match that he had with his current tag team partner, John Morrison, back then. And it was an amazing match between, it was a singles match between the two because they weren't tag team partners at the time. And it was like a 15, 20 minute match on Raw and they both just went out there and threw it all in line. I was like, you know what? I kind of mess with Miz. I kind of mess with Miz. And then, he went on to face Cena at WrestleMania, ended up dropping the belt, of course. And then he had a, a little opportunity to maybe win it back in the summer of 2011 and the summer of Punk before Punk came back um, with the belt. Of course, like he faced Mysterio in that championship tournament, lost to Mysterio. Mysterio then lost to Cena an hour later. Then, then CM Punk came back. Uh, you, you People forget that. And then ever since then, Miz has done everything that has been asked of him. If you want Miz to go out and win the Intercontinental Championship, he'll go do it. You want Miz to go do the Marine Four, he'll go do it. You want Miz to be in this film, he'll go do it. Miz is a perfect company man for for WWE. And you want Miz to go out and job, and you want me to reunite with John Morrison? Miz has made everything work. Other than when he was doing a figure four and was trying to be a face. Miz is an okay face. Okay. He's passable. Miz is a great heel. He's a great heel. And the fact he brought they brought back Morrison and they made it work in the pandemic is amazing. Um, I was glad for him to win the belt again, like I said, because I do like Miz. But not only did he get to win the belt again for the first time in 10 years, when he won it, they were like, yo, this is temporary. You're going to win this so we can get rid of the money in the bank briefcase but you're going to turn around and lose it to Lashley a few days later. And, you know, Miz might have been a little ruffled, you know, like, oh, that sucks, you know. But then he's probably like, oh, yeah, I have this show called Miz and Mrs. Um, where I'm getting all this reality show money for them to film my two beautiful children with my beautiful wife, uh, Maurice. So, you know what? Life's not so bad. Eh. Life goes on. It's probably what Miz was thinking. So Miz not only cashed in the briefcase, won it, got to carry the belt for a week, be that heel champion again that everybody hated back in 2011, even if it was just for a week, got to be a coward and run for his damn life last night on Raw, trying to not lose his belt to Lashley. Then when he finally got in there with Lashley, even like, obviously he lost, which was the script. But then, to be okay with them being like, you're going to win a championship, you're not keeping it, you're going to put Lashley over here soon, and that's probably it. That, that shout out to Miz, man. Just like I said, shout out to Daniel Bryan uh, in 2019 for putting Kofi over. Shout out to the Miz for putting Bobby over. Because now, now, time to put on our fantasy booking hats. Now, we could possibly... Possibly, I say. 
we could possibly be getting Brock coming back. Because you know, you know that Brock Lesnar loves him some championship. And if there's anything that would make Brock Lesnar come back into WWE right now, because I think the whole reason he left was one, precautions, safety reasons. And then two, there's no fans. So how can you be a special attraction when there's no fans? Which I get, despite the massive amount of money he makes. They could bring Brock back. And then they could do Brock versus Lashley at WrestleMania. And that puts a marquee a marquee match on the WWE Championship. Something that they could have possibly done with Drew, but do you really want to run back Drew versus Brock? I know it's only been a year, and technically Brock can collect his win, but how does that help everything that Drew did from like last year if Brock walks in and then just pins him, takes the belt? That's what happened to Kofi. Super unfair. Um, nobody deserves that. And just fix that real quick. That's not fair to Drew. And then I don't know what the hell they're doing, Braun Strowman. I mean, Lashley had to go through him last week to get the championship opportunity this month last night. Braun, who who won his first universal championship last year at WrestleMania and then promptly ended up losing it to The Fiend a few months later. It was The Fiend, right? Yeah, I think he did lose it to The Fiend. Like, he, they, they've kind of ruined Braun, you know, so with everything happening with Edge over here and and um, the head of the table, Roman Reigns, with the... Um, Universal Championship and how good SmackDown is compared to Raw most of the time. They needed something big to really pull out and be like, all right, this is our move. And so I only see it going, Bobby. Bobby will probably have to defend at Fastlane. I would imagine the Miz might be in a match. Maybe Drew gets in a match. Maybe we'll get a, a triple threat match at night, which would be fine. Have Bobby retain. And then you can push through to having Brock show back up at some point, challenge him for the match. And then hopefully, fingers crossed, even though I know, I probably know better. Hopefully, fingers crossed, Brock will come back and do the job for Bobby so that he can continue to be in the WWE champion. But more than likely, Brock will win the championship again. But then maybe he wins it and then maybe he, he, uh, He uh, lets Bobby go over a month or two later so that he can stay champion. But that that's just my idea. But again, I'm so happy for Bobby. Uh, he, he definitely deserves it after all the crap he's been through over the years. Um, shout out to MVP. Shout out to her business. Shout out to everybody in creative, including you, Mr. Good Shit. Vincent Kennedy McMahon, I dropped my top. Swig of beer for the working man, except this is uh, clear American pineapple orange, fake sparkling ice. Shout out to y'all for um, doing right by Bobby. Hopefully this doesn't go down in flames like Kofi. And no, I'm not going to do a countdown on my Twitter like I did for Kofi. No offense. No offense. So, next topic. 
every year here at Hyphenation. Barack Obama approved World's Greatest Podcast, by the way. Every year, we like to do a little something. There's a little something that we like to call Best in the World. And when I say Best in the World, I know that your mind immediately goes to CM Punk because that's my guy. That's my guy. Despite him not having wrestled in, damn, it's been seven years now since he was in WWE. I need to let that shit go. <laughs> Hell, I just did an episode. Not it was. It's gonna be two years uh, this year, saying that CM Punk was coming back because he was on WWE backstage. <sighs> One can only dream. At least he's not fight fighting MMA anymore. I think he's still getting paid. I don't even know how their contracts work. I think he's still under contract with with um, UFC, but knock on wood, we don't have to see Phil out there in the octagon anymore. I'm sorry, Phil. I, I just want you to be healthy and happy for you and AJ and Larry, buddy. Just, just do the right thing. But one of the first things I started when I started the pod um, in... And I did this the first time in late 2016, I think. Was I like to pick my favorite wrestler of the year. And what better way than to catapult off of Bobby Lashley's success than to go ahead and name my best wrestler of 2020. Hell yeah. You can't make this stuff any better. So. The first winner was Cody Rhodes now known as Cody, even though I think he got his last name back, he might be Cody Rhodes again on AEW. Shout out to Cody, son of Dusty Rhodes, one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. And yes, I want to do, I don't know if I mentioned it, I really want to do a Top 20 Wrestlers of All Time podcast. I don't know if we're going to do that on WrestleCast. I talked to Eric uh, really early on, sorry, Handsome Bane, really early on about it. And then ever since then, we've been doing guests. And the fact we're a week ahead right now, and hopefully we stay that way. Um, I don't know if we will be doing it as long as we have as many guests as we have. Because there ha there really hasn't been, there's been one episode with just me and him. And then there, all the other episodes have either been both of us and a guest or a handsome Bane and a guest. So also shout out to Eric Greenlee and Nicole Greenlee for my Because the Internet vinyl that I got Yesterday, and I opened this evening. It's beautiful. And the Spider-Man comics. And the Spider-Man comics. Shout out to y'all, man. I, I literally hugged that piece of vinyl. I'm going to post it on my IG later. Thanks again, y'all. Really appreciate it. After Cody, there was a guy who has since fallen out of favor with myself and many others named Chris Jericho, who was the best in the world, mostly based on him, his work that he had did with the list of Jericho and then uh, the friendship storyline with Kevin Owens was turned into Wrestle Kingdom um, and he was going to go face Kenny Omega and then he turned that into a um, New Japan Intercontinental Championship run, I believe. And he was at the next Wrestle Kingdom and then he ended up joining up with the AEW boys and he became the first AEW champion but here's the thing. Chris Jericho donated a ton of money to Donald. And not only do we not like that, and when I say we, I mean me, 
but also he is all lives matter. And if you're all lives matter, please educate yourself on it because black lives matter does not mean black only. It means our lives, which are constantly taken by the police matter just as much as your life, no matter what race you may be. We won't get into it. The hopeless episode is out there. Uh, the make me want to holler episode is way back there. Episode 17. I think if y'all want to hear my views on race in America, those are your best bets along with some snippets here and there. Yeah. We don't mess with Chris Jericho anymore. No, 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 no. I've been on TikTok too much, bruh. Oh, Mike Shinoda is on a new episode of broken record with Rick Rubin. Well, I'm not going to listen to that right now, but I will go ahead and throw it into my podcast playlist. And yes, this is how hyphenation works. Um, Broken Record is a podcast with Malcolm Gladwell and Rick Rubin. I want to say one other person and they interview musicians and they do awesome work. So whenever that comes up, I'm going to make sure that I add the Mike Shinoda episode to my playlist. And in the winter after... Chris Jericho was the man, Becky Lynch. Because, boy, the moment the man was created, I was in and I did not get off that ride. It was dope. And congratulations to Becky and congratulations to Seth on their new baby. Congratulations, Seth, for being back. Oh, there it came up on my phone. So I'm going to go ahead and add that to my pods playlist real quick. Done. Back to live action. Congratulations, guys. Becky, um, hope you're enjoying motherhood. Can't wait to see you back in the WWE ring. You are missed. And now we name 2020. Oh, man. (laughs) So. This is tough. I've I've been bouncing this around in my head for a little bit. And I'm pretty certain I've narrowed it down to three different people. Contestant number one, Drew McIntyre. Real quick resume. Drew defeated the Beast Incarnate at WrestleMania 36 to win his first WWE championship, which was awesome for him for him considering that he was brought on by Vince uh several years ago as the next big thing in the company, and he turned out to be nothing and Kind of ended it as a jobber in the three-man band. Drew left, um, went to the Indies, went to, he definitely went Indies. I don't know exact promotions he went to without looking it up, and it doesn't matter. He became Drew Galloway. Uh, He got his swag back. NXT noticed, and he came back as Drew McIntyre again. Quickly made his way up the ranks from um, NXT back to WWE. And then after a few years back on the main roster, Went over the biggest heel in the company to win the WWE Championship. Then he held that belt for several months before he dropped it for, what, a month? month or two before to Randy, before Randy gave it back to him. Then he continued to defend the belt all the way up through Elimination Chamber a few weekends ago where he defeated five other men and then had was cashed in by... Or, and then Miz cashed in the Money in the Bank briefcase on him, thanks to Bobby Lashley coming in and beating the hell out of him first. 
And yes, from Miz's perspective, why would you have Lashley do that if you weren't ready to pay Lashley back? And yes, I know it's scripted, but I'm just talking out loud. Thinking out loud. Little Ed Sheeran. I don't know how I feel about Ed Sheeran. You know what? Let's talk about Ed Sheeran. Uh, I feel like he's a little overrated. Okay, end of topic. Next nominee for the 2020 Best in the World Best in the World Award would be one Sasha Banks. Sasha's resume after WrestleMania 33, I believe. I want to say it's 33. Whatever WrestleMania it was, where her and Bailey dropped the women's tag team championships to the Iconics, she disappeared and was gone for a very long time. And if you've looked at her documentary on the WWE Network, she wasn't sure if she was going to come back at times. She was struggling with a lot of different things, but she um she came back stronger. Um, finally came back like in 2019, I think is when we finally saw her come back. Um, team back up with Bailey, and of course Bailey became a heel. You know, you know what? I really don't remember much about how we got to 2020, and I'm not going to pretend I do. I'm not going to look it up. I'm not going to do podcast one on one. What's important is last year, her and Bailey had become this tag team. They had won back the women's tag team championships. They were doing this amazing heel duo thing, and Bailey was making that he has made the heel run work somehow. Somehow, the hugger has turned it around and has made her heel run work. There's people out there who never like her like that. I personally, it grew on me. So I want to shout out Bailey. She's not going to be a nominee. I want to shout out Bailey for everything she's accomplished in the last year. She won the Raw Women's Championship very briefly from Asuka. Wasn't it Asuka? I think. And then Asuka ended up getting it back from her. And then her and Bailey. Their issues started having issues and it escalated to them finally breaking up. Bailey had been the, I believe she still is the longest reigning SmackDown women's champion. And then finally Sasha and Bailey faced off for that belt and Sasha won. Then the question was, would Sasha get to retain? Cause every time Sasha wins a belt and she's won the raw championship belt, like maybe three or four, maybe four or five times at this point, every time she turns around and drops it every single time. And she doesn't have any kind of run with it. And it it kind of, it's just a bad look for her character when she's supposed to be this boss. But when the boss has gold, she loses it. Like, what the hell? But Sasha's had a lengthy run, a lengthy run with the SmackDown Women's Championship. And now she's carrying it into WrestleMania to face another wrestler who is having a great year so far, Belanca Belair. Belanca Belair. Bianca Belair. Bianca Belair. Say that five times. B- Bianca Belair. Bianca Belair. Bianca Belair. They're going to face off at WrestleMania 37. And they just had a tag team match for the Women's Championship belts uh, at Elimination Chamber. I... I'm looking forward to that match. It should be a good one. Hopefully they get the time they deserve. The time they deserve to shine. So Sasha's our second nominee. And then our third nominee is actually the third person. And don't quote me. I didn't go back and listen to 2019 or 2018 to make sure I was right. 
the third person I'm considering that's not in WWE is actually John Moxley. And Moxley left WWE to much fanfare after the Shield reunion was off and on, off and on, off and on throughout 2019 up until, what, the very last night he was there? And then he turned around and he had some kind of deal with Vince where he turned right around. It wasn't even a month. And then he's announcing that he's coming back as John Moxley. And then it wasn't that long after that he's like, I'm all elite. So John Moxley, formerly known as Dean Ambrose, goes to AEW. And so everybody's like, oh man, well, obviously he's he's probably the youngest, biggest star they have that uh, mainstream-wise. So surely they're going to put the belt on him. No, they didn't do that. But you know what they did at the same time, which is pretty crazy? They kept Moxley strong. So Moxley... Despite, I think he caught COVID. I know Renee definitely caught COVID, but despite going down with COVID at one point and missing time um, and not being able to travel to New Japan to defend the United States Championship there, which they're now just getting back to now, uh, which they're now just getting back to now. That's a lot of nouns. Um, now, he he finally defeats Chris Jericho to become the second AEW champion. Carries that belt with all the swagger of a madman. And let me tell you, John Moxley, for every glimmer of hope that we had with Dean Ambrose, John Moxley takes that hope and just takes it to the next level. He, he's amazing as John Moxley. Does not fail. Just absolutely great work. Every time out. Runs with the AEW Championship for a few months. Eventually does drop it to Kenny Omega in. Um, controversial fashion he's still feuding with Kenny Omega a little bit um as Kenny Omega bounces between TNA sorry Impact and AEW because yeah in case you didn't know AEW people are on are going to Impact and Impact people are showing up on AEW it's a crazy world to be a wrestling fan right now but Moxley just every time out, they make him look strong. Make him look strong. Everything that Roman ever wanted, and the way Roman is presented now, Moxley's been getting that ever since he went to AEW. It's fire. I don't think there's anybody else who I would consider over those three. And when it comes down to it, who did I like watching the most last year? Who would I consider my 2020 best in the world recipient? Oh, wait. Wait, before we get into that, I'm going to stall a little bit more. I completely forgot that Becky was 2019, was the 2019 best in the world for her work in 2018. So this is before she even won the belts, I think. Or was it after she won the belts? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Let, let's see. So Jericho would have been 2018. No, no. Okay. So Cody would have been 2017. Jericho would have been 2018. Becky was 2019. 20. No. Cody would have been 2016. Jericho would have been 2017. Becky would have been 2018. The 2019 best in the world. A man I mentioned earlier, Kofi Kingston. 
won, won his first WWE championship after all those years, defeated Daniel Bryan in a classic, held the belt for several months before having to lay down for Brock Lesnar on the first SmackDown on Fox. And yeah, how did I forget that? Shout out to Kofi again. Kofi was the 2019 best in the world. Now we're doing 2020. Who is it? Is it John Moxley? Is it, is it Sasha Banks? Or is it Drew McIntyre? I'm going with Drew McIntyre, man. Drew McIntyre is my 2020 best in the world. And let me explain why. So with Sasha, Sasha's doing a damn thing. She's doing great. But I really feel like we're still very early in Sasha's run because it doesn't hurt Bianca to lose a WrestleMania. The longer Sasha's able to keep the SmackDown Women's Championship, the better her run is going to be. So maybe... Sasha has such a great run in 2021 that she's up again next year and then she ends up winning then. Maybe. With Moxley, he's hurt a little bit because AEW only has a certain amount of time and he's not there every single week. Plus, there has been restrictions and different reasons he's not around. When you see Moxley, it's a big deal. But I want to see Moxley kind of bounce back from losing the Omega I don't know if ultimately that means he's going to win it back from him or if he wins the belt again later down the line or I, I'm not sure exactly what he gets to do, but only because he wasn't there as much as he might have been with the pandemic going on. I got to I, I can't give it to Moxley. On the other hand, Vince said, you're a wrestler for my company. Damn it. You're going to come here and work. And Drew McIntyre showed up for work every single week, other than like what the three weeks he was out with COVID in December. Showed up, took the momentum from WrestleMania, became this likable face. I mean, the man literally wrestled 2020 in a commercial <laughs> at the end of 2020. That was a real thing. I'm, I'm not even kidding. Live from an undisclosed location in a basement in New York City, it's me, Crank, ruler, well, mayor of Dimension X and the producer of the hottest new pod in that dimension or this one, the Shredhead Pod, starring the Blasian Batty, aka Google Chrome Dome, aka Ado Nobu Hagen, aka my best friend. Oroku Saki, a.k.a. The Shredder. And we've put aside our differences with the Ninja Turtles to be your weekly source of hot takes, sports, and entertainment news. Stay all the way and hear who Saki has named as his Cretan of the Week and find something valuable in the Shred commendations. So we'll see you on Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever your pods are cast. The Shredhead Pod is a member of a hyphen podcast group. He defended the belt well, fought against Randy multiple times. He dropped the belt to Randy, like I said, but you know what? Shout out to my guy, Randy Orton. He made Drew look like a star, and Drew made Randy continue to look like a star. That was a good feud. I know it took forever, but I thought it was really good. Then you got the whole Seamus feud that popped off. I know it's still kind of happening, 
you had the best friends angle with Sheamus, but it just all worked is a crazy thing. They started putting my man in a kilt. He started carrying a sword, which apparently belongs to Vincent Kennedy McMahon. And he was awesome. He was awesome. Never in a million years. Hell, even four years ago when he started to turn things around as Drew Galloway, I would not have said that, one, he would be a WWE champion, or two, that I would count him as one of my favorite wrestlers in the company right now. Because you, you know what you're, you know you're going to get, man. Like, I like him better than the Scottish psychopath, um, heel version. He goes out there, he kicks ass, he doesn't take any shit. And he's, he's a, he's, he had a great year. I can't take anything away from Drew. So, and he, and he beat up 2020. I know ultimately 2021 is the one who took out 2020 in that commercial, but Drew McIntyre was putting the boots to 2020. And we all know that 2020 needed the boots put to it, for real. So, there you go. Your 2020 best in the world. Drew McIntyre, congratulations, sir. Um, may this go on the mantle along with your WWE Championship belts that you've won, and you hold it near and dear to your heart. And all the best in the rest of this year, Drew. I will be watching, and hopefully creative does not screw you over. But I can't knock his consistency. I can't knock the way that he won me over. And he's just entertaining, man. And it's nice to turn on WWE and have a likable champion without it being shoved down our throats like face Roman. So there it is. Now as this episode winds to a close, eh, eh, I feel like I need to rant a little bit. I'm going to rant a little bit about my technology. Okay? That's what's going to happen. So, as a lot of you know, I, I mentioned it on the last podcast, I've started doing video of the podcast. Um, started it when I began streaming last year. And now I'm... I have a whole YouTube channel, hyphen universe. Um, don't forget to follow me and then hit that bell. You never miss an upload. Make sure you like, comment, and subscribe. Please do it. Thumbs up. If my camera was on, I would be doing the thumbs up to the camera. We'll see what ha happened was. I had downloaded this thing called NDI tools, right? And the reason I did this is because according to every tutorial I've seen, and this could just be my laptop not being able to handle it, when you have NDI tools and then you're, you're broadcasting on Skype or something, which is normally my go-to for the show, you should be able to pull both the video and the audio from Skype and put that into OBS, Open Broadcast System, which is the program I use to stream with. And then... I can take those videos and kind of put an overlay over it and make it look cool and then I can stream it out, okay? It worked correctly once. And that is for the Star Wars episode that is on my YouTube channel. Um, the Star Wars Hot Takes that me and Marcus did. And then ever since then, I have had nothing but trouble using this. 
and it's very frustrating. Also, my drink has now changed to a um, Cherry Coke Zero. So, Andy Tools has not worked properly for a while. And in order for it to work on OBS, you have to like check a couple boxes, make sure it's using an ND output or whatever. I was messing around my OBS the other day and I turned on my NDI because I have this problem and it's probably because literally the interface that I use to run my condenser microphone to my laptop is 14 years old. <laughs> Whenever I use Zoom, I get clicking noises through my condenser mic. Condenser mic works like a charm any other time. But whenever I use Zoom, it's like, nah, son. Nah, fam, we ain't doing that today. And I was talking to Lamb about it the other day, and I still got to try a couple things, but ultimately, I may have to look into getting another USB interface for my condenser mic, which is understandable. Again, 14 years old, you know. <sighs> I had the bright idea that maybe if I ran my microphone through NDI or from OBS through NDI to Zoom that I wouldn't get the bad mic quality through Zoom. And after getting everything all set up and trying it out and recording it, and I was like, yeah, this is definitely going to work. It's definitely going to work. Spoilers. It didn't work. It didn't work at all. So, wasted all my time trying another workaround for Zoom. And a bad thing about Zoom is that's how I record Razzlecast. So I really need to be able to use my good microphone. It's very aggravating. At this point, I'm going to have to get a, a splitter for my headphone jack so that I can run a, a handheld microphone and then run headphones. So I can use Zoom and have decent quality. Either that or I'm just going to continue to use my phone until I figure this out. So it was very frustrating. So that's the first part of the, of the rant. So I'll go to record this episode tonight. Now, I have video of 178. I got the video from last week. I'm probably going to chop it up kind of like I did my um, Tupac and uh, my Tupac video and my two-part Death of Superman videos from hyphenation 167 um, mostly because i've already dropped the full audio which i did on sunday of episode 178 again on the youtube make sure you like comment and subscribe hit that bell <laughs> and <sighs> i was like all right i got my camera set up got the obs up got the camera up in there my hit record over there got my microphone running through there got my trusty adobe audition 3.0 running on my laptop. I like Adobe Audition. I don't care, Lamb. It is what it is. I like it. It's running. And then I, I'm looking at things and I'm looking over OBS. And OBS has this thing in the corner and it tells you how much your CPU is using. And last time when I recorded, I wasn't using that much CPU. It was like maybe between 30%, 50%, which is great. Video came out fine, other than the audio being slightly off, which I'm used to. I can fix that. I look over and my OBS is like running 75, 80, 85. And then I'm looking at my recording over on um, Adobe. 
and it, it's recording, but it's like, looks like it's just slowed down a little bit. So I'm like, oh man, something's wrong. So I paused for a little bit and checked it out. My audio sounds great. Check the video after it finishes. I hit stop recording. It takes a few seconds to process and make the video. I go look at the video. I got sound. Jerky video. Guess why? I left NDI on from when I was trying to fix my Zoom. So, this whole episode that I thought I was recording up until eh, 15 minutes ago, it doesn't exist. <laughs> Which is amazing. Well, it exists, but it is literally an unusable file that I've already deleted off of my out of my video folder and sent in my external, whoops, not my external, my recycle bin. So this is what happens when you decide you want to be high tech and make videos and stuff, kids. Dumb stuff happens like that, where you have 40 minutes of video that is completely unusable. And life goes on. So I decided it was time to uninstall NDI tools because literally it only worked once and it's only taking up space in my hard drive at this point and it just ruined my recording of my podcast and hopefully and then immediately as soon as i did it obs drops down it was still even without the re recording it was still running at like 50 60 percent cpu usage obs was which was crazy i turned off the ndi drops down to 15 18 percent and stays right there so it was all completely my fault that i lost this video you can't make this stuff up man so i apologize for the lack of video for those of you who are looking forward to seeing my mug and me talking about bobby lashley winning the wwe championship and and naming drew mcintyre as my 2020 best in the world and then hearing me rant about see the rant wouldn't even happened without india running in the background of me not turning it off if i had just had a little bit more common sense but it is what it is. Sorry you don't get video. These are the breaks. Oh, man. So. 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 Hyphen Nation is brought to you by Hyphen Podcast Group. Bringing great podcasts to the people, hyphenpodcastgroup.com, and also by my semi-regular co-host, Marcus Show Mad Love Robinson, and his blog, Mark Rob, written by, damn, I just said that, sorry, <laughs> I'm not fixing it. Brought to you by my semi-regular co-host, Marcus Show Mad Love Robinson, and his blog, The Mark Rob. You can find that at the markrob.wordpress.com again that's t-h-e-m-a-r-c-r-o-b.wordpress.com he just wrote a great piece about valentine's day passing here in 2021 a few weeks ago and his thoughts on it he actually uh weighed he actually uh took some opinions for the piece from um myself and some other close members of the hyphen podcast group family namely lamb handsome bane george gerbo that i know of and then he wrote a great piece about whether or not Valentine's Day would meant anything to anybody. Or if it was just 
a date that felt very man-made. It's really good. You should go check it out. Again, that's the themarkrob.wordpress.com. So he's still writing sometimes. And he, he's working on a, a big writing project too. I can't talk about it, but I'm really proud of him for doing it. Oh, man. So, hyphen nation can be found can be found can be found on any podcast listening platform that includes Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, uh, Radio Public, uh, Himalaya, um, Amazon Music, on Audible, on iHeartRadio. I think so. If you want. Actually, I need you to go to Apple Podcasts and give me five stars. If you leave a review, even if it's trash, like, man, that wrestling episode started really good, but then it sounded like he got real tired at the end. Uh, that's fine. I'll read that on the air. Just give me five stars. Um, Because uh, that just helps boost the show, and uh, we, we definitely appreciate it. So please do that. Tell a friend to tell a friend that it's them again, Nature, Noriega, Wild Gremlins. Make sure you're telling people about Hyphenation. Tell them what I'm talking about. Tell them that I did a whole episode about wrestling, even though I have a wrestling podcast now um, and that you skipped it. That's fine. Tell them to listen anyway. Tell them about how I was awesome last week when I did the state of the podcast address um, and told y'all why I was gone for two months. Please tell them all that. It's awesome. It, need, it needs to be done. Three months. <clears throat> Three months, two months. Who cares? I'm back now. I'm back, baby. Cheer. <laughs> Give people their flowers while they're still here. Make sure you're telling people how much they mean to you any chance you get because you never know when it's their time to go. You never know. Please make sure you give people their flowers while they're still here. And while we're on that subject, call your mom, call your dad, call your sister, call your brother, call your uncle, call your aunt, call your um, godmother, call your godfather, hug your kids, tell them how much they mean to you, tell them how special they are to you, hug your spouse, call your spouse, um, write a friend a letter, email a friend, phone a friend if you want to play Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. You can do all those things. Just make sure you're reaching out to people. It goes a long way. And on that note, let's go ahead and say, um, try to have genuine interactions with people. And when I say genuine, I mean genuine good interactions with people because you never know what the next man or woman are, is going through and your kind words could save someone's life or someone else's life. It's so important. Always kind of keep that in the back of your head, man. I'm telling you, it's, it's good advice. And on that note about good advice, let's go ahead and say the power of positivity is real. Get that negativity out of your life, no matter what it may be, no matter what you have to do. You got to do you, boo. For real. True. True. I know you see me on the video. True. Still don't pay me no attention. Listening to what your girlfriends mention. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I need to check out that Biggie documentary, man. It just hit uh hit Netflix. Um, Biggie, I got a story to tell. I definitely want to check that out. And I recommend you do too. Recommend you do too, man. Please. It's good for you. Um, words of wisdom for today. I'm I'm gonna actually let's see if I can't pull this up, because I was sitting there at work today and I'm like, man, I don't think I'm going to get this podcast done today. I don't think I got it in me. Um, I don't think I'll have the time. I'm just going to have to say I'm just going to miss this episode, guys. And 
a certain individual came out of nowhere. Where, where, what do you, where do you post that at? And, and said something that I really need to hear. So let me put this up for y'all. Of course. That's with a big ass. Th Here we go. Thank you. Uh, and a little Ric Flair. Woo. Uh, as, you, as you guys know, I couldn't help myself. Oh, wait, he's talking about... It's going down. Oh, here we go. It's a little past midnight. Uh, Monday night, and I had to pivot. I went to work out earlier, probably around 9. Had to pivot. Had to take care of the babies. And now, start training. Anyway, bottom line is, this one back as I prep for Black Adam. This is the son of a bitch. You can tell the big ass python vein in the side of my head. So I've been straining so much. I don't know if you can see the calluses and how they're raised right now. And really, well, what's the word? Fucked up, I guess. <laughs> uh, if you're tired, and I get it, but you know, you gotta start off the week uh, on a positive uptick. So I know it's late. Sometimes you gotta fight through the fatigue. Uh, have a great productive week. See you down the road. Hardest workers in the room. It's going down. So look, my man Dwayne came across my feed and said that. And I was like, look, if The Rock, who is a millionaire, can make time at 2 a.m. to get his workout on for his upcoming role in Black Adam, even though he can probably sleep in as late as he'd like, because I don't think he's filming right now. Even if The Rock can do it, surely I can get up and find a way to bring you the Barack Obama-approved World's Greatest Podcast. So that's my words of wisdom today. So if there's a thing, I know that every wannabe entrepreneur or real entrepreneur, shout out to Gary Vee, um, says this out there. They're always like, oh, well, if you want to do your thing, you need to find time to do your thing and blah, blah, blah. Amen. Lord knows that there's plenty. I, I was just watching Blackish. I wanted to go to sleep. I did. I did. I did. And I thought, eh, you know what? May maybe I'll just take what I recorded earlier. And yeah, I'm revealing to you now. I recorded this in two parts. The first 40 was earlier. And this last bit is after everybody's going to bed and after the girls came home and, you know, after I laid in bed all comfy watching Blackish and stuff. Um, and I was like, man, I could just save that 40 and then I'll tackle on the rest of it uh, tomorrow or another day this week. Skip this Tuesday and then we'll just drop next Tuesday and then, and then we'll just go from there. But you know what? I came down here and I was like, you know, I'm going to turn on the mic. And if, if it's not happening, it's not happening. But through the grace of the rock and more importantly god i found the energy to come down here well not well i was coming down here anyway to finish off this podcast for y'all and i'm so glad that i was able to do that so glad even though it's 11:23 now and literally this podcast is supposed to drop on tuesday so we shall see <laughs> even though i already got a cover photo in mind so that'll save me a little bit of time We shall see. Oh, man. Anything else? Um, apologies to playoff, Pete. Paul George, we ran out of time. I know you were eating dinner after a game 
I don't know how long ago that was, but I saw the video today of you chowing into some delicious looking chicken. I know you probably want to come on and talk about why you're just eating chicken after a game like that after your presser. I mean, you're probably hungry. That would be the obvious answer. But playoff P, I'm so sorry, dog. So sorry. We will get to you next episode. We're going to do it. Next episode, me you, me and you, playoff P. Absolutely. I'm looking at the camera like the bitch is on. It's not even freaking on. It's plugged in, though. Not anymore. Shout out to Goody Mob. <laughs> not CeeLo, though, because CeeLo's trash. Oh, man. But seriously, y'all, I appreciate each and every one of you who listens to the world's greatest podcast, the Barack Obama approved world's greatest podcast, Hyphenation. Love each and every one of you. Every listen means so much. I love doing this podcast, and I love being able to come on here and just be silly, you know? Talk about wrestling for 40 minutes and then tack on a rant about my equipment not working properly because I messed it up. And, you know, just get to put this together and share it with y'all and be a part of the Hyphen Podcast group family and keep things rolling, man. Continue to be that, uh, I don't want to see that be that. Well, I guess I am the flagship podcast, but I certainly am not the standard bearer of Hyphen, of, of Hyphen Podcast group. Um, I, I would leave that to some of the Titans, like Shredhead Pod. Melisette's got some crazy stuff coming for y'all season two, man. She's working her ass off. Shout out to Melisette. Shout out to everyone in the Hyphen Podcast group, man. Even you, Handsome Bane. Even you. But yo, I'm not going to bore y'all anymore. Um, I say all that to say this. Thanks, y'all. You've been listening to Barack Obama Approved, world's greatest podcast, hosted by Kellen Conley and his semi-regular co-host, Marcus Schoen Mad Love Robinson. Find Kellen on Twitter and Twitch, at B-Hyphen, Instagram, at ZB-Hyphen, on Facebook, at Hyphen Universe, same for YouTube. Follow Marcus on Twitter, at Schoen Mad Love, S-A-O-W-I-N-M-A-D-L-O-V. Email the show, at B-Hyphen, at gmail.com. Music by No Name Tim. This has been a production of Hyphen Podcast Group, hyphenpodcastgroup.com, or hyphenuniverse.com. Have a good rest of your day, everybody, and I hope you enjoy the rest of your week or weekend. Thanks, y'all. This is a Hyphen Podcast production. Are you not entertained?